Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. And we're going to bring in one of Ryan Brown's longtime friends, Shane Womack, <laughs> joins us now. He's actually one of the guys who actually knows this show exists because when he was the head coach at South Alabama, he was kind enough to to jump on the show with us occasionally. And uh, now here you are in person with us, man. Yeah. Great to be on with you guys. You know, y'all twisted my arm enough at South, right? To, you know, no, it was great. It was awesome to get home <laughs> with y'all. And, uh, you know, I, it's, uh, it's a new role, something different, um, uh, something that I'm certainly familiar with and, 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 and I'm excited to be a coordinator again and do all that, but it's nice to see some familiar faces. Well, up yeah. I, I was there at the uh, signing day event. Uh, and you joked about how nervous you were going to be with uh, when you were going to teach, basically install your defense <laughs> with Nick Saban. Yeah. Has that happened yet? It it has happened. In fact, the uh, our our second in person meeting happened again this morning. So uh, so we're ripping and running through some of the were you late all and all those things. I was promptly early. <laughs> um, you know he. Uh, no, I, I, I certainly, uh, you know, I, I, I was, I told my wife, I was like cramming for a final the night before making sure that I, all my cutups and everything was ready to go for that meeting. But, uh, coach has been awesome. I mean, he, he really, um, he's been helpful. He's, uh, honest, you know, um, gives, gives me his real thoughts. I ask him real questions. I want to know this team, right? I want to know what he envisioned, what he built from a defensive perspective, obviously. Um, and, and, and how to best kind of, you know, take what was done the last 17 years and how they've evolved over 17 years to the point they are now. And how we best need to make that transition from a defensive scheme, you know, uh, there's a ton of carryover in what we do and what Coach Saban has done. You know, my dad was a longtime defensive coordinator in the SEC. Dave Womack had great defenses. Was kind of one of the originators of the four-two-five defense, right? But we are a little bit more of a a three-four nickel defense. Um, that's really what Coach Saban has been the last few years where they're able to move in and out of four down um, and three, four. And so there's a lot of carryover, but I want to make sure that I kind of minimize, uh, you know, some of the things that our players are going to have to learn so that I can, you know, understand their verbiage as well. So so I've, I've been a Kayla DeBoer fan for a long time. These guys will tell you when Saban made the announcement, I was like, home run would be Kayla DeBoer. And then it happens in Alabama fans. Some are questioning, why do you like DeBoer? And I would point out the fact the guy has won absolutely everywhere he's been. You saw what he just did at Washington. But now I use the Kane Womack factor. I'm like, this guy left a sitting job <laughs> in the Sun Belt at South Alabama. Incredible facilities. Yeah. Um, just a great position to be in as a young head coach. He had all of his confidence to take everything he's worked for to go back and work with Kalen. So I just use you as the example now. Well, that's good. I appreciate that. I, uh, you know, it, it, um, I remember, um, you know, I remember when, when Coach Saban retired and in my mind, my head coach brain, right? All I'm thinking about is, is my team, right? In Mobile. And that's all that matters. And I'm going, man, I hope nothing changes here. You know what I mean? I just need to keep my staff and everybody in place and all of this stuff, right? And then how quickly, you know, Kalen calls me, uh, I think it was the next morning. Then you know they they were interviewing him in the process, and so you know we're friends, right? And so he's you know I'm talking through some of the things and uh, about Alabama and what I know and and all this stuff, just helping kind of in in 
you know, interview prep, if you will. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, to go from that to, you know, where we are now, I just, when the opportunity came up and it, it got to the point to where, okay, Kalen's here, um, and, and, and wants, you know, me to, to join on as a defensive coordinator, it was just an opportunity I, I couldn't pass up, you know, um, I believe, uh, in Kalen as much as anybody. Um, I think he's the most genuine, uh, person that I know in college football. Um, he's a friend. He's trusted. He's a tremendous offensive mind. He's a tremendous football mind. And that's why I always, as a defensive coordinator, enjoyed being around him because he sees the game as a head coach, right? I mean, that's what he, that's what he did. That's where he cut his teeth, right? In those years and, and Sioux Falls as a head coach and seeing it from a big picture. So he, he, he always sees the game right through that big picture lens. And so as a defensive mind on the opposite side of the ball, right, it was always great to bounce ideas and thoughts off of him. And so, uh, to do all those things in Tuscaloosa at Alabama, um, you know, after, after all the things that Coach Saban has built and to be able to take that, that standard on and take that tradition on. Uh, it was it was an opportunity I wasn't going to turn it down. You, Nick you Sheridan think? was with us earlier. He made it sound like your wife made the decision that he and he and Nick, <laughs> your wife and Nick's wife are such good friends. They are. They're good friends by far. You know, Melissa, my wife, is the more impressive person in our marriage. Uh, anybody that's met the two of us, um, you know, Nick and I. Um, it's interesting. I mean, the last time I was calling plays was at it was at IU, it was at Indiana in 2020, and Nick Sheridan was the offensive coordinator. And so, um, you know, we we certainly have hit the ground running. Uh, we don't cut each other much slack. Um, you know, we we get after each other pretty good and and have that kind of friendship and relationship that cuts down on a ton of. You know, when you get a new staff together, right, and we're all coming from different places, different experiences, right, you know, you're kind of feeling each other out, right? When you have the offensive and defensive coordinator and the head coach that have all worked together, that really cuts down on some of the just, you know, uh, question marks and feeling each other out, out and all that stuff. And so I get after Nick pretty good. Did you get his day one install from him yet, formationally, what he's putting in? We, we've been stuff. talking about just If you, you don't, don't hang out at break, that's yeah. all we talk about. That's right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, mean, so I, I joked with him about four verts on Madden, and he, I think he thought I was serious. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. That's nothing like, like Madden. That's when he got up and left. That's not was I missing. Yeah. You're going to realize I know nothing about football. I'm a defensive guy, so is that not what they do? They just don't pick Madden. X goes to why that's exactly <laughs> right that's yeah. just blitz i assume that's what they've been doing for see years, you get us but, man you know the show that i don't know nothing yeah. about x's and o's uh, so i'm still waiting for my tuition refund from south since he left that's I mean, right yeah i mean don't you think i got a shot at that <laughs> i don't think so okay i think don't I think, even ask i think your he daughter's good season tickets though i mean did. you bought season yeah, tickets you that's... know what i mean i got i think I... we got a, a little bit of gear for you right? yeah, yeah yeah i got some gear we, we did a gear trade when i was down there for uh for parents day but uh if you need some Alabama yeah. stuff, I know it. <laughs> when it when it comes to other sports, like I can look at a guy that played basketball and pretty much tell you the position he played. Same with baseball, football, impossible. Mm -hmm. So you were part of maybe the best collegiate backfield of all time. When you look at Darren McFadden, Felix Jones, Peyton Hillis, you were in Fayetteville. Is that when you looked around and you're like, I ain't ever gonna play. <laughs> I better well, coach. You know, I I you know I think. In but I was going to circles. I don't know if I would have said yeah. fullback. I, I probably would have no, said maybe. A, yeah. No, no, I know. But yeah. I would have said eh, maybe a center, maybe a linebacker. 
Wow. 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 You went from center to linebacker. Wow. I'm really not sure how to take that. No, but most offensive line, they lose a lot of weight when they get done, right? Yeah. That's a fair point. Okay. And you're drinking some kind of supplement that's making you drop LBs right right now. Message received. The diet starts tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Exactly right. I Um, I had you playing FC, future future coach. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Well, you know, I think if you talk to Darren McFadden, Felix Jones, you know, Peyton Hillis was in that room, and we we had three NFL franchise running backs. I'd probably be referred to as the cherry on top you know yeah. <laughs> uh no i the the job of a fullback in arkansas's offense at that time was to get the hell out of the way how did you not win more by the way we, wow we went to an sec championship yeah, yeah. Back when the sec wasn't the sec <laughs> wow he's tough, on you, he's tough man you know uh-huh. what i mean he's rock and rolling imagine imagine if i call the wrong defense and play this season. Yeah. Uh, we won't know that yeah, yeah that's Sean, right. if you do call it in the second half because he won't see it the second half <laughs> there you go but i mean and Peyton Hillis wasn't Peyton Hillis then. Well, we had, I mean, you know, see, so we had those guys, right? We had just come off of uh, before Matt Jones was there, you know, the long 6'6 quarterback. You know, he ran a 4'3". And Longest a strides in sports. Played, oh, played, played receiver with Jacksonville. Yeah, played yep. yeah. receiver with, with uh, Jags. And, um, and, uh, and so, you know, we had come from that. Well, we had all these these star players in the backfield. And we had this six, six receiver and Marcus Monk. That was also one of the forwards of our basketball team. Um, and we were the biggest offensive line in the country, you know, so we was Jason got Peters on that offensive line. Jason had already played okay. just before him and Sean Andrews, yeah. who were yep. both, you know, phenomenal. <laughs> they, Jason was a tight end for us. He wasn't a tackle. I mean, you know, for those of you that can put, picture Jason Peters, who's been playing offensive tackle in the league for what, 16 years now? Yeah, at least. Right? He was our tight end next to a first round draft pick in Sean Andrews. When they, when a six technique lined up against him, didn't matter if that dude was the best six technique in the country, <laughs> he was getting moved off the ball. <laughs> right? Uh, and so those were the years that my dad was the defensive coordinator uh, at Arkansas for Houston Nutt. And then my senior year, in high school, he left to go with Steve Spurrier at South Carolina, and I stayed and, and played at Arkansas. And we had some good teams, regardless of what some media people would say. Uh, I, you know, I but, uh, you know. Now, Mitch Mustaine, I think that year you went, he was 8-0 as like the starting quarterback. Whatever happened to him? Yeah, uh, Mitch. So Mitch, you know, Mitch had a a, 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 a he he had a lot of tough expectations put on him. You yeah. know, if you grew up, grow up in the state of Arkansas, there's no Ooh. pro team. There's no there's nothing other than Razorback football, right? And so, you know, when you are the quarterback from that state uh, that you're coming now with your offensive coordinator, my second year, our offensive coordinator was Gus Malzahn, and we brought what four uh players from that team and obviously Mitch was expected to kind of come in and be the guy and so a lot of expectations for a freshman to come in there and we were playing South Carolina as a matter of fact my dad was there at South Carolina and you know there were some things that he had put on tape and and uh that that South Carolina felt like they could expose and they did they got two interceptions on us in the in the first half and so he you know they quickly adjusted uh, in the second half and Darren McFadden rushed for about 200 yards <laughs> and the rest was rock and roll history, you know? So, you know, that, that was, um, you know, it, it was, I think it was a hard, you know, it's it, when, when you're a freshman, you know, and you have those expectations, there are a lot of things that you're going to have to do in order to be able to m- manage and maneuver that with the people around you and, and simply just the expectations you're going to have to deal with. But I thought for a freshman being around Mitch, he did a really good job of that. It's just, Hard, hard living. So you didn't call, and Kane Womack is with us for a few more moments, uh, the Alabama defensive coordinator, and you didn't call the defense at South, right? No, I did not. No, yeah, I, so this, 
Yeah. This will be the first time since Indiana. So how, how I talked to Coach Sheridan about that because I know there's that adrenaline, right, of right. always right. being, for in your case, always being a player two ahead of the offense, right, right. right. and having that perfect defense at the perfect time. Uh, that's got to be exciting to get back into that. It really is. I'm excited about it. I was thrilled to hear that we're still playing with 11 people out there on the field. So that part's really good. <laughs> 11 good ones, um, too. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Um, and so, you know, I loved I loved being a defensive coordinator. I mean, I, I loved my time as a head coach at South Alabama. You know, you and I have had some yeah. some conversations about how much uh, I enjoyed Mobile, how much I loved the University of South Alabama. I loved being a head coach, um, was building that team and, into something that I think can be really special over the next couple of years. And Major Applewhite's going to do a tremendous job there. But, but you know, I missed being a defensive coordinator. I miss, you know, having a room, right, of guys that you're connected to and calling plays on game day was phenomenal, you know. Um, and so, you know, I am really excited about that portion of doing things. And it's not like I was that far removed. I mean, I was in yeah. the game plan room, but Coach Saban and I, not to make comparisons to myself and Coach Saban, right? But just from an operational standpoint, you know, the way he did things here and listening to him and how he did it and the way I did things at South Alabama were very similar. Heavily involved in our defense, heavily involved in special teams, constant meetings with our offense just to stay aware of what they were doing. But, you know, uh, the game constantly changes in college football, right? There's formational things, run game, uh, progression reads in the passing game, all these things that you've got to stay on top of. You know, if you remove yourself three years entirely and just say, hey, I'm a head coach and I'm just going to go recruit and, you know, hobnob with big wigs, right? You know, you're, 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 the game's going to pass you by. So fortunately, right, those are the things that, that, that we've stayed on top of. I think a really difficult decision is when you got two bad options. So you had two really good options, though. Yeah. And I mean, oh, you mean in terms of uh, professionally? Yeah, professionally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So a bad decision is if I've got two bad options, that's a hard decision. Which one I'm going right. to pick? I mean, you could not have gone wrong. You stay and you continue to build south, or you come here. I mean, but how difficult of a decision was it? Um, the 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 decision itself um, was very evident to me of what I needed okay. to do. Um, the process was very challenging, yeah. right? That's hard. You know, you, you facing the players. Yeah, yeah. Just no, well, yeah, the whole thing. I mean, just knowing, you know, here's the hard thing. The problem of, uh, with, and the difference in college football and the way we have a, a, a transition, right. In terms of jobs versus, you know, the standard, Hey, I'm going to put in my two weeks notice. I'm going to get to wrap things up here. I'm going to get to even acknowledge to people, um, you know, what they've meant to you, how special they were. You know, I got a 15 minute meeting with my coaching staff, uh, and then turned, walked right into a 10 minute meeting with my players. And then I was headed up to Tuscaloosa to make sure that we retained our team and roster. And so those are the things that are really hard, right. To have to deal with. And, you know, I've got three little boys at the house, right. And, and, you know, Melissa's now a single parent, you know, not, not like she wasn't already for the majority of the year, at least in the same, at least I was in the same city. Right. You know, and, and sometimes put my head on the pillow, uh, next to her, but those are the things, right. That, that make it really challenging. The decision to come here with Kalen DeBoer at Alabama was, was, was very evident. Yeah. You're a trendsetter though, because you know, you did it. And then all of a sudden Chip Kelly's doing it. Other coaches are leaving head coaching yeah. jobs. Yeah, they'll they'll be a coordinator. So will you be in the booth? Will you, are you, you call no, it from there? I'm a, I'm a sideline guy. Yeah. So when I was, I was t- 26 years old, I got my first, uh, uh, division one coordinator job. I was the defensive coordinator at Eastern Illinois where I was, uh, Tony Romo, That's right. there, Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo, Mike Shannon, all that stuff. Were Jack State's, uh, was Jack State in the same conference at the time? Jacksonville yep, State was in right. the same conference. Old school, yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, I called that first season from up in the box and I was like a duck on water, right? My feet were going a hundred miles an hour under that deal. And I, you know, I was so, you know, I just, I, I, you know, obviously the Ohio Valley conference doesn't have the creme de la creme, you know, press boxes either, right. That you're dealing with. And so sometimes you could see the whole field and sometimes you couldn't see the whole field. I decided right then and there, I would never do that again. I'm an, I, I like to see the player's eyes. You know, I, I'm, uh, maybe I'm giving away trade secrets here, but I, I signal on game day. I'm, I do those things. Um, you know, I want to have that that interaction with those eleven bodies on the field. I want them to see my eyes, calm down, pick it up. Let's get going here. You know, what I mean, the, those are the things that I think as a play caller are really important. If you can be the guy that they're looking to on the sideline in between every single play, I think there's a lot of value in that. And yeah. so that's something that you know we've kind of evolved to. And I would imagine you could download a lot of information from them, not just about what's going on on the field, but how they're reacting to what's going on yeah. on the field. Yeah, very much so. I mean, I think, you know, one, um, you, you have to have a great uh, – here's, here's how we teach this defense, and I'm going to get to that point. But we, we talk about teaching the concepts, all right? So first off, we don't ever teach a player his job, right? You're the Mike linebacker. Here's what you do in cover three. Right. You're the hook drop, right? Here is cover three. Here are the things that we do. Uh, this is why we play cover three. Here are the issues with cover three. Here are the teams – how teams are going to attack it, so on and so forth. Then we talk about situa- or, uh, situational philosophy, right? Here's how cover three is applied to third down, to red zone, to first and second down, to two-minute drive when they need a field goal versus two-minute when they need a touchdown, right? All those different things. So during the season, most of our time is spent on offensive recognition. They know the concept. They know how the concept is applied to the, applied to the situation. Now, to your point on game day, it's all about offensive recognition of what we thought they were going to be and having a clear line of communication between me and the players in real time to make those adjustments to to how teams adjust. You know, I'm, I asked Coach Saban this question earlier, you know, this morning, I mean, how different were teams the first four the four games prior to to playing Alabama to what they actually came in? Sometimes vastly different because of our personnel and the things that we do. You know, that's a credit to coach and the way they did things here and the personnel that we have. But just being aware of that and making sure that the players know, hey, coach, they they came out in a totally different thing than what we thought. Those are the communications you can have on the sideline. Uh, it's fascinating. You can't wait for that first game, can you? Oh, I, I'm I'm. I can't wait for the first spring practice. So yeah. well, that's true. That's coming on Monday. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. news. I got good news for you. No, it's great. Yeah. How many more meetings you got with Nick Saban before Monday? Well, uh, I, you know, we're we're gonna uh, we're not gonna meet again uh, between now and then. You know, he said uh, at some point. I think you know he he's gonna try to take my money on a golf course. You know, so we'll 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 do that at some point. Well, you probably but, text uh, him like six seven times a day, right? Yeah. I try not to bother him that much. You know what I mean? He's not on the golf course now. Be yeah. careful. Yeah, he's got more time than ever. He played a little yeah. bit right now. That's, that's true. There, there's a significant uh, disadvantage right right now. He has a tactical advantage over me. The fact that I, you know, have have quite a bit of work to do up here in the building. So, uh, but I'm I'm you know it's it's exciting. It's it's great to be here with people that you trust. It's great to be here with the resources and 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 tradition and standard that is Alabama football. Um, but, uh, but ultimately the ball gets spotted October 31st or excuse me, October, August 31st. Um, and everything that we do is, is building to that moment. Hey, real quick, uh, Nick Saban, obviously the best to ever do it, but Steve Spurrier, maybe the most dominant because the SEC wasn't as good as when Nick Saban was there, but your relationship with Steve Spurrier through your father, would he have been good in the NIL world? That's an interesting question. I don't know if I have a good answer for it. I know, um, 
you know, everybody kind of handles it a little bit differently. Co- Coach Spurrier was uh, very matter of fact about how he would talk to you, whether he's known you for many years. But he would tell you if you weren't earning your money, right? One hundred percent. Would been love very, to hear those. It would have been very evident. You know what I mean? I would. I would guess, right? That would be uh, a, a, a trigger that he would use out there on the field. Um, you know, in terms of of what he did, he told me I, when I was coming out of high school, I was trying to decide, you know, where I was going to go and. I wanted to go to Arkansas, but I met with him, you know what I mean? To see if I wanted to go to South Carolina and he came in and he goes, uh, he goes, it was just me, him sitting in the room. I thought, you know, this is the most amazing thing ever. I'm sitting next to Steve Spurrier and he's talking to me. He goes, well, yeah, I've uh, gone through spring ball and I've uh, seen our fullbacks. We're not very good. So you'll probably come in and start. <laughs> and, uh, and I thought, you know what? There's no way in hell I'm coming here to start. You know what I mean? Yeah. For, for for you in this offense, it was you know fairly complicated. You know yeah. what I mean? For, for anybody, let alone a freshman. But he's just so matter of fact in the way that he communicates. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> All right. He is Kane. Womack, the uh, defensive coordinator at Alabama. It's always good to see you, Coach. Yeah, great to be with you guys. Yeah, yeah thank thanks, you. Thanks for opening up the doors. Uh, 